BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Creator Spotlight, the interview portion of the Spotlight. I, as always, am Steven Jensen with Jeremy Lambert. And today our guest is, in my opinion, one of the best kept secrets in professional wrestling, a real prospect and somebody I've been seeing a lot lately at Battle Slam out of, out of the Atlanta, Georgia area. He's the Adonis, Richard King. Richard, thanks for joining us, man. And how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you for that intro. That was a, that was a, a really kind, uh, kind thing to say. Oh, no, I mean it, man. Like, And we're going to get into it during the interview, but... um. That's something that I, I really wanted to highlight on today's uh, today's talk because you're somebody that I, I, I'm kind of surprised that I didn't know more about you prior to Battle Slam. So I definitely want to, you know, kind of hear about kind of, a, you know, kind of this journey you're on and, and kind of your, your goals and stuff in wrestling. Um, but I guess first and foremost, um, Jeremy had let us know before the, the interview, he's feeling a little under the, under the weather today. So Jeremy, hope you're feeling better by the time this airs. But um yeah, just want to throw that out there for the people that are listening. Um, Richard, you a, you a lifelong wrestling fan? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I started watching when I was maybe like three or four with my dad. He used to show me like a lot of um, rock stuff. He was a huge superstar Billy Graham fan uh, back in the day. Um, but then I kind of like fell out of love with it for a while. I think there is that phase that maybe a lot of kids go through where it's like wrestling isn't cool anymore. You know, it's like you move on to something else and then, you know, finally come back to it eventually. Uh, let's talk about battle slam. Let's get into that. How did that all come about? We've had Baron black on the show. Jensen is mm-hmm. he's in, he's in the back pocket of Baron black, I believe, mm-hmm. but how, how did it all come about being part of the battle slam shows? Um, so I did AEW work uh, for the first time, probably about 
a year and a half ago, maybe a little longer than that. And that's where I first met Baron. And honestly, at first, I think I told him this, but I was like, at first, I was like, I don't think this dude likes me. I'm like, I'm like, he clowns on me every single time I see him. He's always got something to say about what I'm wearing. And I'm like, this dude just doesn't like me. And then um, for the first, one of the first Battle Slam shows, he like hit me up about it and, you know, let me know what the, the whole deal was and this idea that he had to present me on the show. And I was just, I was game, you know, it was, it was a bigger show for me to be on. It was a cool spotlight. I was going to be working some, you know, higher end indie guys and some vets like Caprice Coleman. So it was, it was, you know, something that I couldn't say no to. It was just an amazing opportunity. Are, are you out of Orlando, Georgia, or Orlando, Florida? Yeah. Okay. So do you, so you drive from Orlando to, to around Atlanta for those Battle Slam shows? Yeah, I drive up uh, the day before or the the day of in the morning. Okay. Well, yeah. something I, I definitely have noticed and I wanted to bring up, um, you have a lot of support around you. I, I noticed that your mom comes to the shows with you and she's at your merch your merch table and oh, yeah, um, definitely. And I and um I have a friend Ryan that I've met through the Battle Slam shows and um and I know that he got to talk to your mom a little bit at the merch table the other the other time and I was kind of avoiding you a little bit because I wanted to talk to you on this on this show today. So I've been telling Ryan, I was like, I'm, I'm going to get to know Richard a little bit better when we talk. And then, um, and then I'll, I'll approach him at the merch table and, and get some get some t-shirts and stuff the next time I see you. But um, how, what's it like having the support of your mom around? Because um, I feel like that's got to be just like just really great knowing that she's like supporting what you're doing. No, it's 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 fantastic. She's supported me and, you know, in any endeavor like this is my career. This is what I want to do. And when I came to that, or I came to her with that when I was 16, I was like, I want to be a professional wrestler. I don't want to go to college. I, I don't want to take the path of, you know, a, a nine to five. I'm like, I want to be a professional wrestler. And she's like, well, if that's what you want to do, if that's what's going to make you happy, let's do it. And, you know, she helped me find a school and, you know, she helped me with that. And, and she's just been, you know, my rock ever since helping me on the travels and with the merge and stuff and making sure everything's together and, you know, she's, she's like, uh, she's like the second part of my act that no one gets to see, you know, without her, it, it wouldn't be the same. Well, if you're ever at a show that Richard is working on, you can spot his mom because during his match, she'll be running all over the place, getting, getting the best camera angles possible yep. on that iPhone. Um, <laughs> yep. and I, 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 I've been curious, um, do you, do you use that as like, uh, as like highlight tape and like kind of like uh like game footage if you will like because she she really she she films like from start to finish everything that yeah. you do so um i i love like i i critique myself you know probably more than you know maybe is healthy but i want to know exactly what the match looked like and how it went as soon as i get done and with some of these places you know if it's not live then it could take a couple weeks to get back footage from these in these places so you know, as soon as I get done with the match, I go over to the merch table, I, I pull out the phone and, and I'm, you know, going back and forth and looking at, okay, this could have been better. This could have been, you know, changed and, and that. Um, but just recently I started taking that footage because it used to just be for me, but I'm now putting it up on my YouTube channel as like a, a second version of whatever the official version is going to be just so, you know, other people can see it. But um, it's mainly just for me to, to look back at and critique myself. 
that's a good idea to have i mean i don't know if everybody can have their mom come to the indie shows <laughs> to, to watch them but to have someone just film the entire match and be like hey let me watch this so i can replay back because like you said if it's not live sometimes nobody sees any of this footage because it, yeah, it doesn't get out the there thing. yeah some indie shows like you show up and it's like okay who's recording oh no one all right yeah <laughs> cool. you so you're, you're basically at that point you're relying on just other people to tell you how the match went and i mean that, yeah. that can obviously be helpful especially if there's veterans who are at the shows but you know you want to look back and look at the game footage and, and see exactly. what you did and what you can improve on yeah, because sometimes you go up to people and they'll be like, oh, the match is great. And it's like, well, what could be improved? And they're like, oh, the match is great. Like, they don't have anything. And it's like, well, I know there's something. So I got to look back myself and, you know, and, and see, what, you know, what I can improve on. Has has there been any advice? So you, you've worked uh, AEW. You've been in the mm-hmm. ring with, with guys like Ortiz, with uh, Brian Cage. You've worked Battle Slam. Veterans around a lot of these shows. Has there been any advice from whether it be one of them or somebody else who have come up to you and be like, hey, this is good. This could be improved. Yeah. Any advice from veterans? Uh, I think the the biggest advice that I, that I got that I can't even point it to one person, but it was really just like slow down. I, I used to wrestle a mile a minute. Like I was just going, going like from spot to spot to spot. And I think a lot of the guys and girls get, get caught up in that when they're, when they're coming up, they just want to go from spot to spot. And, you know, there's a moment in place for that, but the character work and slowing down and really showing off why you're different from the other guy that's doing a dive out the, out of the ring. Cause at this point, anyone can wrestle. Like we've seen it. Anyone can get in the ring and if you're somewhat athletic, you can you can do this, right, with a proper training. But what separates people is, okay, can you make someone care about these in-between moments? Can you make them care about you and, and your character? So um, uh, the match that you mentioned with Ortiz that I had at Dark that unfortunately was never aired, I actually, uh, Ortiz and I got critiqued by Daniels, Christopher Daniels. Um, and it was kind of just like, hey, you guys went out there. You had a great technical match. Physically, it looked great. But character-wise, you need to show that more and just more character. And like from that point on, I was like, character, character, character. <laughs> like I know I can be physical. I know I can do the physicality stuff and then the moves. Um, so I'll kind of let you know the back of my mind just do that. But the forefront of my mind has to be on character, you know. Okay, and that's a perfect segue because I wanted to ask you about your character because mm-hmm. you seem very the opposite as a human being than what I see as a professional wrestler. Um, yeah. And and I'm curious about that. Um, like your entrance gear, like I I think it's akin to to like Okada, like the like the the robe and you look yeah. kind of like the Rainmaker. I think it looks pretty badass. And I know yeah. you've been you've been uh, you've been kind of. Um, tweaking aspects and like trying to kind of mark down probably works works best for you um where where did the ideas for your character come from and do you prefer being because just right off the bat like you see a guy like you you're in incredible shape i was gonna ask about that as well um you, you absolutely look the part of a professional wrestler you pass the looks test like immediately you look like a, you look like somebody you look like a, a star when i see you and then you, you put it all together in the ring absolutely but 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 then like so it's one of those things like, do you, do you kind of prefer being in that space of like being a heel and having people dislike you because of those things? Or do you think it can be motivating to see a guy like you and be like, oh, I can achieve being successful like this guy? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I like I've always 
found it easier to be a heel for whatever reason. Um, it, it's kind of like, you know, in a movie or a show, you're playing a part, you know, and you can kind of let loose this part of you that isn't your day to day. Um, like whenever I was a face, I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, what do I, is you just, just a generic, come on. Like, you know, it's, it's, I don't like, it's just not me. Um, so when I'm a heel, it just, it feels just natural. I can take all the, uh, things that I've seen from like movies and TV shows and what I base my character on and just put it out there. And, and I feel like that's when I'm at my best. Well, what are some of those influences? Like if you, if you could like lock some of those down from like movies, TV shows, other wrestlers you take inspiration from? Um, so I think a friend of mine put it best. Like I was looking at a bunch of different stuff. Um, but he put it best in that I'm injustice Superman. Like this, this character that has this idealized version of himself. He thinks he's perfect. He is the Adonis. He is just, he has this uh, God complex, right? He's up here. Everyone else is down here. And the way that I, and I don't know if I've, I've perfectly um, encapsulated this in, in, in my work, but it's a character that doesn't think he's the villain you know right. it's like i'm perfect what do you mean i'm doing bad thing why are you booing me i'm perfect i'm like you should be on your feet you know like i'm here type thing and and uh injustice superman is very much like that it's like i'm no i'm in the right what you're crazy if you think that i'm in the wrong type thing it's it sounds very homelander uh if you've watched uh, yeah that, that too yeah. you know yeah so, like I like I always like a villain that isn't like a mustache twirling. Like I like a villain that's like, no, I'm I'm right, you're wrong. Like even like a Thanos, where it's like, what I'm doing is is mercy type thing. Yeah. Um I, I want to circle back to to AEW. How did that that come about? But I assume it was in Orlando, but how how did it come about? Who contacted you or did you reach out to anybody? Um well I like when they first started doing dark stuff, I reached out to um, AEW and I just never got anything back. Um, and then it wasn't until maybe like a year or so later, uh, Sean Dean, the captain, reached out to me and my tag partner at the time and um, brought us up to uh, Jacksonville for I think it was it was like two days. It was like two days, maybe one or two days off. And then we were back for another two days. It was right before they went uh, back on the road. Um, so they were filming a bunch of dark. And funny enough, we were there for four days and didn't do anything. Like, they just had us there. Uh, and it wasn't until, like, a few months later they brought us to the Orlando tapings and had a match against Wardlow and uh, Spears. Now, were you given any reason as to why the Ortiz match did not end up airing? I was. Uh, so the dynamite episode that aired after those tapings um ortiz shaved his head oh that makes that was, sense wow he, he shaved his head and i was like okay because i was told that before we went out there i was like they're like hey this match probably won't air because ortiz is going to shave his head in a few days oh. um so i was like okay cool <laughs> So, so you knew going into that match that it's like, oh, we're going to do this. And it's possible that no one's actually going to see this except the people there, which you, you mentioned you got feedback from Christopher Daniels, which is great. But still, yeah. going into the match, you knew like, hey, we're, we might do this and it might not be seen by the public. 
Yeah, exactly. I was hoping to at least get like, like, hey, here's like footage, don't share it type thing, but I didn't get anything. I don't even know if the cameras are on. Well, well, we see if we can, yeah, I'm gonna say we might be able. We're gonna see if we can help you with that somehow. <laughs> I would, I would love to be able to get you that footage, especially for I a would, guy who goes so out of his way to like make sure he's getting good footage. Like, I, I would love to see that match because I heard it was good. You know, like on a technical scale, so. When Sean Dean, you know, we see a lot of him at Battle Slam doing a lot in the Atlanta area as well. Would you like to speak a little bit more about him and uh, some of the other performers that we've been seeing at Battle Slam? Because I, I think the product that that y'all are putting on is like it's just kind of slept on in just the grand scheme of pro wrestling. I feel like like the shows are yeah. really solid. They continue to get better and better. And um, yeah, just uh, just some thoughts on Sean Dean and maybe some others you've been working with through Battle Slam. Yeah, it, it's a. I mean, it's a crazy good. Um talent pool that they have at battle slam like kevin knight i think is a standout for the new japan dojo uh casey navarro is fantastic um i've worked chad skywalker now i think that was our third encounter with the with the the intergender tag match with with uh ashley um but like and then obviously caprice coleman getting in there with him the ring bet that he is was was an awesome experience he's just an amazing dude um but yeah, like he keeps bringing in people that I'm like surprised. I'm like, you got this dude? Like, you got this dude? I mean, Baron's got connections. He knows everyone. <laughs> like, uh, Bay was there. Chris Bay was there last show. It's 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 something that I'm hoping continues to grow. You know. Well, speaking of Battle Slam, you know they they combine wrestling and hip hop and music. We we've seen Lil Scrappy throw down there. Uh, but like, what kind of music do you listen to? What what's what's your go to whether it's a workout or driving mm. or what 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 kind of music do you listen to? Uh, so I listen to hip hop and rap in the gym sometimes. Um, sometimes I'll put on like orchestral music, like some really soft stuff. If I'm doing uh, maybe like arms or something that isn't as demanding. Um, but honestly, I have a whole vinyl collection upstairs of Frank Sinatra, Bobby Vinton, Ricky Nelson um the ink spots the platters like that's that's like really my bread and butter right there okay i gotta know more about vinyl because you're you're young and Mm -hmm. i feel like the the young generation they're they're not typically into that so like what got you started on the vinyl uh fallout i have a fallout (laughs) 3 tattoo okay it was it was uh fallout 3 um, it was my first Fallout game, and like the soundtrack to that just it hooked me. At the young age of of eight, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is my stuff. Wow, I would not expect someone your age to be like, yeah, got a nice vinyl collection going yeah. on. Yeah, that's awesome. Especially and Sinatra. Flea markets. Flea markets are the place to go for it. There's this place up in, um, it's in between Sebastian and Vero Beach. Um, the, the name of the the town is is slipping my mind. But this dude, this older guy, has this giant booth in the flea market just filled with any kind of vinyl that you could possibly want. And, nice. and that's where I go for my stuff. Nice. That's very interesting to hear that you're into vinyl. That's awesome. Uh, what, like, what, song, what, what kind of hip-hop artist do, do you listen to? I mean, you got the classics, Tupac, Biggie, um, Coolio. Uh, um who else do I have? Uh, cool in the gang. Listen to Cool in the Gang sometimes. Um, I actually, this isn't hip hop, but I just started. Um, what's the Mariah Carey song? Not the Christmas one. 
Uh, Fantasy? Yes. Oh, Will, been, Wa- Will Washington. Will Washington. Uh, Sorry. I've been, I've been playing that on loop uh, during my workouts. I don't know. Someone about that song will just push you through a set of bench. Like, I don't know. My girlfriend doesn't get it. My other friends don't get it. They try it. And I'm like, bro, there's just something about it. I don't know. That that is a, a great song. Will Washington, who hosts uh Grapsody here here on the channel, huge Mariah Carey fan. So But that's he, the thing, he, I'm not even a big Mariah Carey <laughs> fan. It's just that one song where I'm like, if you play your Christmas song, I'm like, get that out of here. But the fantasy <laughs> you know. That is a really good song. That's it a, is look, a great man. song. I lo- I love Taylor Swift, so I Yeah, I'll mess with Taylor Swift too. I got I just I was listening to Katy Perry when I was sitting chess today. There you go. Like you know they make good good uh like kind of upbeat music uh exactly if, if you're doing like where like I, I do a lot of running and so some of those songs like very nice to run to depending yeah, that's, on kind of go perfect. like slow or if you need to pick it up a little bit exactly like whatever gets you through the workout you know yeah cool. well speaking of those workouts what, what kind of advice would you have for somebody like to if, if someone were to be like hey i want to look like you like, I know that's a very, you, you can't, it's not just, it's a very layered answer, I'm sure. But like, yeah. what kind of advice would you give somebody to get in like good shape like you are in? Uh, I, I I get this question a lot. Like people DM me it a lot. And, and um, I, don't know, I kind of find it funny sometimes because I don't see myself as like a big or an in-shape guy. I got bad, like, honestly, I have bad body dysmorphia. I look at myself oh. and I'm like, bro, you could, you could improve here, 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 and here. Um but by what people are telling me i'm in pretty good shape uh, so honestly it, it's really consistency like staying consistent in the gym staying consistent um with your food um i use my fitness pal which is a food tracker you can track all your calories and that's where a lot of people mess up a lot of people are like i can't lose weight you know i'm eating so little and i'm like well did you track your calories because you're probably actually eating like 4,000 calories. You might think you're only eating, you know, 2,000 because you eat twice a day, but those two meals are huge, you know, or they're really calorie dense. So tracking your calories and making sure you're on point from day to day. Um, And then just staying consistent in the gym, you know, like not everyone needs to go in there and train like a bodybuilder or a power lifter, just going in there, you know, hitting your sets, trying to push yourself from day to day. Uh, And and you're going to see improvement you know it's impossible to go in there and push yourself and then also stay consistent with the diet and not see improvement you're going to see improvement you know do you you have like a favorite exercise or anything that you would recommend to somebody to try out um i love bent over rows bent over barbell rows like that's what's grown my back the most that and and weighted pull-ups um i used to love deadlifting a lot but um just like from wrestling and then gym and uh, I used to do judo a lot and then wrestling in high school just it's too much on the back to where like I've slowed down on that a lot um I've been loving incline um bench on the smith press like you can really take your time on it you can you can slow down on that eccentric and then you know fire off or you can do pause sets on it and you don't have to worry about failure because you can just re-rack it whenever you need to uh, seated shoulder press, any sort of seated shoulder press. I love working shoulders. Uh, honestly, I could talk about the gym all day. I'm a huge, <laughs> I love bodybuilding, especially the golden age with Arnold and Frank Zane and, you know, 
uh, Columbo and, you know, that's, I, I can sit there and watch pumping iron over and over again. See, we, we are not the guys to talk about bodybuilding. I, I remember the last time I saw the inside of the gym. I've seen no, a lot of, of cardio. I'm all, I'm all cardio. I've seen some of those documentaries though. It's fascinating. Like, uh, like Kai green was like a really, really interesting guy. Yeah. Um, you know, like really deep, like intellectually, but like, yeah, like I, I, uh, I think that sounds fascinating. Um, and also I, I did want to ask, I didn't want to forget you, you, you had mentioned, you know, the fallout tattoo, of course, other favorite video games. I got, I got to hear some of your favorites. Uh, Chrono trigger might be like top three, uh, borderlands two. I mean the whole series, but really borderlands two, um, fall in new Vegas is my favorite fallout fall through is my first, but new Vegas is it's top tier. Um, I mean, I'm a Call of Duty fan, too. I haven't picked up the newest one yet, Modern Warfare 2. I haven't, uh, but I'm waiting on it. Pokemon. I'm a huge Pokemon fan. Played every favorite, single one. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Cyndaquil. Okay. I can't remember Cyndaquil. what Baron's answer was. We asked we asked Baron who his favorite was. I can't Probably remember some trash answer. Like, <laughs> there you go. We'll clip that. There you go. Hey, who's your that? starter, Pokemon? Who's your starter? My starter? Yeah. Uh. I mean, if Cyndaquil is an option, it's Cyndaquil. Um, but Squirtle too. I'm a I'm a big Blastoise okay. fan. See, I when I think started, I think the original stuff. I guess nowadays they have a bunch of different. Well, I'm yeah, old. The, if the Gen One, it's Squirtle. I mean, people okay. people love Charmander. Honestly, like Charmeleon's trash. <laughs> um, and then then Bulbasaur. It's like. God, what are you doing with the grass starter? Yeah, grass starter. never True. understood that. True. See, Charmeleon fine, but like Charizard was still a beast. Like you can't. Well, yeah, Charizard is still a beast, but you got to deal with Charmeleon, you know, and like that's like your <laughs> ten levels. Get out that's, of here. That's fair. That's fair. But, Have you, I think the new Pokemon game is coming out. Like, there's another one. Coming yes, out it's soon. coming out on the 18th. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. For Only it. three days. Just, yeah. yeah. What? One of the kids is like very excited to to get this thing. We're like, wait till Christmas, wait till Christmas. He's like, no, I need this thing now. <laughs> yeah, that I I have a Switch just for Pokemon games. Like that's why I have a Switch. I I I only own um, Mario Kart and uh, Breath of the Wild. Everything else is is Pokemon. And the same with my DS. When I bought a DS, I bought it for Pokemon. <laughs> you know. That is why. That's legitimately why I bought my DS is to play Pokemon and. Because yeah. I miss the the original, just like the Game Boy, playing it on that all the time as a kid. Can't what sucks it. is they they don't even like the Switch was a perfect system for them to re-release all of them. Yeah, right. And they just don't. Yeah, they're like, you want to play the old one? Go, I don't know. Go find a Game Boy. <laughs> you know, that's so true. I've I've got a Switch as well, and and I'm I'm interested. I I. I used to love Pokemon when I was younger and like, I still like dip in every now and then, especially when it comes to like the cards and collectibles and stuff like that. Mm. But I might, I might have to grab this new game. Um, Cause I'm, I'm kind of like you, I have Mario Kart for my switch. I've had it for years. I've got Mario Kart and um, I have Fortnite on, you know, every platform. And it's like, that's yeah. pretty much like what I use my switch for is like, if I want to play Fortnite, like on the go, I can take my switch with me instead of using my Xbox, but I need yeah. to get more stuff for my switch. And uh, there, there are a lot of good Pokemon. games. There are a lot of good games for the Switch. I just haven't dived into it, you know. Yeah, like I know people praise Mario Odyssey. I haven't, I haven't tried it. I'm not that I'm one's good. A big Mario fan, but yeah, I heard that one was good. 
this is this is very much a, a Mario family, and they are always playing the Mario. Uh, they, they love the Mario Mario Odyssey, Mario U. They're big fans of. So I get to, I get to see them. Uh I mean, the the kids are excited, so like I'm excited because of that. But yeah. I don't get out to go see a lot of movies, so anything that's going to pique their interest, I'll be excited for. Okay. Right. What about right. that Chris How- Pratt as Mario? <laughs> I. It, it, it's not my cup of tea, but you yeah, know, it's, what, it's fine, what can yeah. you do? Yeah. I, I don't good. like mind Chris Pratt. I guess he has other things going on that aren't great, but I don't mind Chris. Yeah. Pratt. He'll always be Andy from Parks and Rec to me. That's how I just always see him. See, I never watched Parks and Rec. So to me, he's just Star Lord. Same for me. Oh, Star Lord. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can't unsee the Parks and Rec stuff or for the Marvel stuff. Just can't do it. I mean the the transformation though from him and it's, yeah. to crazy. Yeah, it it is very very much insane. Uh, okay, well now like what are some of your your favorite movies? You say favorite movies? Yeah, movies. Uh, I always tell people my favorite movie of all time is Forrest Gump. Mm. I don't know Classic. if that's true though. <laughs> it's like it's like it's I mean it's up there, but um, uh, The Dark Knight is a fantastic movie i love that love batman um uh a cure for wellness is a really good like low budget psychological horror movie that i, that I really like uh that in shutter island is a movie that i think everyone should see that's good yeah shutter island is so good like and if you haven't seen it i don't want to say anything about it because i feel like saying anything about it is is a spoiler <laughs> um but it's a movie that you can watch twice and have very different perspectives on it both times. Yeah, I, I haven't seen. I saw Shutter Island when like when it first came out, and it was definitely kind of a, a little bit of a, a mind trip. That one and Inception are always like, mm, yeah. let's can you make heads or tails of of either one? Shutter Island's a good shot though. Speaking of horror, the first Halloween um, is is one of my all time favorites too. Okay, so you're are you up on the Halloween franchise? Have you seen Halloween Ends or I Unfortunately, guess yeah. Unfortunately. See, I, I've heard that it's not great. I've heard that it's not great. People were not happy with it. It's better than kills. It's better than, than the last one. Okay. I can say that. But it's almost I don't know, maybe it was just the mood that I was in when I was watching it, but it's almost a comedy. <laughs> oh, like <laughs> it's it's for, there's a tag team in it, like an act like almost a legitimate tag team. Um and it's it's kind of funny see we need i think that should be a genre though we need like kind of halloween comedies they take christmas and now they got like christmas horror with santa and going around murdering people there's that new one that's coming out there's the infamous goldberg one santa's sleigh where goldberg is santa killing a bunch of people a halloween comedy i feel like is an untapped market i i think it's even better that it was unintentional (laughs) like they they try to make something serious and it was just funny um I mean, we kind of had that with like a scary movie, you know, but it's, yeah. just, it's, it's a genre that doesn't really exist anymore, you know? That's just a parody genre to me. That's not yeah. just so much of like Halloween comedy, but I can, I can see how a scary movie like fits that bill. Of, is is of the, the new Terrifier movie I, I heard is like has comedy in it a little bit. I, that, the, the new one with, uh, I think Chris Jericho has like a scene or two. And yeah. that one. Oh, so that I've seen promotion for it. I'm not. I'm not a horror person. I, I no, can't. Yeah. Can't really do it. So not my cup of tea. How about? Okay. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. 
I was gonna I was gonna ask about uh now now television shows since we've kind yeah, of yeah. run through. For sure. Uh well most recently I finished House of Dragons, which okay. I thought was great. Um all up to date on the Marvel TV shows. Uh Daredevil season one is still best Marvel show there is out there. Uh Dragon Ball. I mean, I grew up watching Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, watching the reruns on Cartoon Network. You know, that that is uh, fascinating to me. That I mean, Dragon Ball has been around since you know we we were younger, yeah, kids, and and now yeah. it's still it's still this thing again. The the kids will watch that, and I'm just like, this is still this is still a thing. Same with Pokemon, just yeah, still love it. Stands the test of time. What's, what's yeah. funny is I didn't even I didn't grow up watching the Pokemon show though. Like I don't, I don't maybe I'm wrong, but like I don't feel like the show was that popular even when we were kids. Like it was always the games no. to me. Yeah, it was it was the game and the cards and that yeah. I always talk about, you know. Yeah, that really was because it was so innovative too, because like back then when people had that was also during the era where like it was going from like the green Game Boy screens to like the Game Boy colors and stuff. So like portable mm-hmm. gaming was becoming a little better too. And I remember being mind blown when the, I don't know if you remember this, Jeremy, but you used to be able to take a cord that would link your Game Boy to someone else's Game oh, yeah. Boy, and you could yeah. trade Pokemon that way. And like in elementary school for us, that was like the coolest thing you could fathom, right? Was trading Pokemon from game to game. And I was I was very big into the cards, and I actually still have some of them here in my office. Um, I was yeah. I was I was that kid that. Uh didn't have any friends that played Pokemon. So I always had a Kadabra. I couldn't evolve it to an Alakazam. Uh, <laughs> like I, I, I legit, when I was in middle school, I had two DSs so I could trade with myself. That's sad. Oh, like man. I, I would, I would trade with myself. So I get a Gengar and stuff like that's how it was. Oh, man. this is very disappointing to hear. Mm-hmm. Why? Why wasn't anybody your friend, Richard? What happened? Well, okay, well, it's not that I didn't have any friends, but like I don't know. I guess by the time like when I was in middle school, Pokemon was starting to like phase out. You know, people weren't on the playground trading with Pokemon anymore. You know, right? That totally makes sense, actually. Because how, how old are you, Richard? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah, that that totally makes sense. What what, what were like the biggest things like uh, like fad wise for you coming up? Uh... I mean, probably everyone talking about like Call of Duty and Halo, honestly. Yeah, and like YouTube like, getting big. Yeah, yeah, like YouTube. I remember maybe it was just a school I went to, but like a lot of sneakerheads. Mm, okay. You know, just like that's what kids were comparing was was their sneakers, and I'm like, I got Converse. Like, I don't really <laughs> care about your your Jordans. Those or, things or hold anything. up though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They Timeless. Do. Um, I mean, I even missed the boat on, on Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, I was a huge Yu-Gi-Oh! kid, and I was like, I'd bring my deck to school, and there'd be like one or two other kids in the whole school that played Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'm like, man, I missed the, I missed the mark, I guess. Oh, damn. Uh, I'm gonna circle back to, to wrestling here. What are some (laughs) of your, your goals? I mean, you're, you're 22, you have a, hopefully a long career ahead of you, but what are some of your short-term and long-term goals in wrestling? I mean, short term, I just like I want to get out there more. You know, I, I've been traveling up to New York and, and Rhode Island. Uh, you mentioned the match with uh, Cage and, and Flip that was uh, up north in XWA, trying to do more stuff like that. Um, 
and then just trying to get better, whether it's physique wise or in the gym, just trying to improve wherever I can. And then long term is, I mean, I think it's probably the, the same for, for most people. They want to be on the big stage, you know, whether that's WWE or AEW or, or New Japan Impact, just to be at the top of your industry. I think if you're not striving for that, then you probably don't care too much about making it a career. I mean, I don't know, maybe other people have different, you know, end goals and in mind, but if you want to do this as a career, that's, that has to be one of the end goals is to be at one of the big places. To kind of go along with that, who are some of the people um, that you, I guess your dream matches, if you will, people that you haven't gotten to wrestle yet that you really, really want to. Man. I mean, my number one is edge, which sucks that it sucks that that probably won't happen considering like he probably won't be working for that much longer. And I think he's, you know, he's a very limited pool list of who he's going to work. Um, but that's who I grew up watching. Even when I got back into wrestling, uh, you know, uh, like edge is my number one guy. Um, styles, uh, Balor, um, over in AEW, Kenny Omega. Uh, he's someone that when I got back into wrestling, like I was watching all his stuff and kind of getting caught up on, on everything. Uh, you mentioned earlier that I like I had that similar look to Okada. Okada would be in a he doesn't have a bad match, right? You know, yeah. so I could go in there with full confidence. I'm like, whatever happens, we're gonna come out on the other side, and it's it's gonna be good because it's Okada. You know, um, well, what sucks though is that like a lot of those guys they're on the older side, you know. So it's like, okay, if I want those matches, I gotta get to those places quick you know sure well and also it's worth mentioning that um on see i always I, it's hard for me to remember because i go to these these battle slam shows live and then like which ones air when and what i'm seeing versus what airs on you know fight and everything but after um after a recent battle slam show i know you said baron's always clowning on you and stuff but after after um the the show where he won the championship he on the microphone um was giving props to a lot of people but you were one of the people you really kind of honed in on it felt like and saying like Richard King's a guy that like people aren't talking about but should be and like he's really showing out here I'm, I'm paraphrasing of course but what, what did it feel like getting kind of that nod of approval from Baron that night I mean Baron is a can be a man of very few words um and so when when he said that um I was I was kind of like I was surprised that that he that he said anything and and um after the show, I went up to him and I was like, hey, man, I appreciate you, you know, really saying those things. And, of course, it's, it's Baron. So he's like, let me stop with that soft shit. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, man, I'm trying to, you know, you know, give you your flowers, dude. Um, but I, that's just that's just him. That's just his personality. But, yeah, it, it, it meant it meant uh, a good deal to me that, that he said those things. Now, are you I Battle Slam has their next event next weekend right yeah, like, have mm-hmm. you been announced for a match that do you know who you're working for that event i have no clue i, I have no clue all i know is that the start time is 11 p.m which yeah. is crazy late um but in terms of what i'm doing uh i do not know it's on the 27th yeah so that's gonna be yeah. a wild day for that a lot of the, that crew because um so like um championship district wrestling which is also run by nightmare factory students is running that same afternoon out of the district in Atlanta. And then they're going to be taking that same ring 
and then moving it to the the venue for Battle Slam later that night and setting up and doing that show that night. So I'll yeah. I'll be at um I'll be at Championship District Wrestling doing a little commentary and I'd like to make it a Battle Slam, but I gotta work a shoot job the next day in the morning. I just don't know if I can do a show that starts at eleven p.m. I don't man, know, you're man. sick. You're sick that day. Call I know, right? Day, you know. It's right after See, the, the holidays, well, that's, too. Well, that's, that's, but that, that's the problem is like, I, that, I, you know, some at work might see this, but like I I was kind of going to try to do that, but everyone's already like well in advance have asked for that day off already. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. So I'm hoping I can make it ah, out. Family um, emergency. <laughs> See, I'm yeah. trying to I, – I know you're doing commentary <laughs> for, for district. Like I'm trying yeah. to get it set up to where you get punched, and then you're not going to be able – to to make the show because you'll have like or to make the shoot job the next day because you'll have like a concussion i don't i don't need anybody to hit you that hard but there you will you be injured you so you can't go to your kick. shoot job yeah exactly yeah, he's like, like he's that. too injured to actually to work the shoot job but you can still make the battle slam later. if you need that i, I got you i got you okay See? i thank like, you Richard. i appreciate that if i need somebody to, <laughs> to to lay one in on me i'll uh yeah, yeah. appreciate there, that there go uh richard we'll get you out of here on this so we ask everybody what is the coolest thing in your room? In my room? In your room, in the, the house that you're in, just kind of the coolest thing that, that you own. You have to get well, it. We want to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's upstairs. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Every single time. They gotta they gotta go. I love that. Good guy, man. This is a very, very nice guy. I hope it's a vinyl record. I feel like that's what he's gonna get. Once I once he said that he was into like vinyl, I feel like he's gonna come back with with some type of vinyl right. I I feel like that too. But like he's talking a lot about like collectibles and stuff. Like you know maybe maybe he goes like some sort of Pokemon or Yu Gi Oh or Dragon Ball type type scenario. We'll see. It's funny because he'll watch this back and he'll hear our conversation about like <laughs> us speculating. What's he bringing back? What, what, what's the coolest thing in his room? All right, here we go. Here it is. Deal. Okay, I got the thing. All right. So this is a Star Wars clock. Oh. And you might think, well, this is just a normal clock. It's a shave the Millennium Falcon. But it's actually an old record. Oh. Uh, that, was, that was laser cut. And it's in Russian for some reason. <laughs> Very So cool. I got like... this as a gift uh, maybe two, probably two years ago. And I'm like, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen someone laser cut a record. Yeah, uh, it doesn't even like the battery's dead, so it's not even <laughs> telling the right time. But uh, this was the first thing that came to mind when when you asked that. So there you go. So we were we were debating off air as you were getting that. Uh, I thought you were going to go something vinyl. Jensen thought you were going to go some type of collectible, and it turns out you went both. Like you I combined it, a, I have, a I have vinyl both. collectible there. Yep. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Richard, let everyone know what you got coming up, where they can find you at, anything you, you want to get out there to plug. Uh, so like you said, I got the Battle Slam show coming up on the 27th. Um, in December, we have FIP coming up, Full Impact Pro down here in Florida. We also have Pro Wrestling Action, uh, which is in December as well. All of these posters are, are on my, um, my, my page. Uh, and then you can also find me at uh, True Richard King. Uh, most places or Richard King official um, subscribe to my new YouTube channel. I just started uploading pretty consistently. I've been, I've been uploading either wrestling videos or workout videos. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Richard King. Um, and yeah, so that, that's what's going on. You want to, Jeremy, we can put the, the YouTube link in the description. Yeah, for, him. yeah. for sure. For sure. Cool. Easily. Yeah. I'll send, yeah. send you guys everything. Yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you again for joining us. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you for and having me. Good good luck at Battle Slam when you don't know who you're facing. Maybe Baron will stop being a coward and he'll give you a shot at the title. You face yeah, Baron here, he's got the number one contender now, you know. He said uh, he was he yeah, said he Jim was Taylor. Yeah, he said he wasn't gonna face shoot. Uh this, yeah, not yet. Yeah, yeah he's, he's so, gonna make shoot weight, it sounds like. So I don't I don't oh, know who's okay. gonna be on this show. Yeah. It might be you. Maybe. Maybe. Pay him back for all the times he's been joking around and been mean to you. Just get get some get some revenge on that. Exactly. I, I wore these uh these leather pants once to to AEW. I legit wasn't even out of the car fully yet, and he was already clowning on me. <laughs> I'm like, yo. Oh, so ruthless. I'll, I'll show up in those. <laughs> he he is for what it's worth. Like I I thought for the longest time, Bear didn't like me either. And it turns out that it just. He, I, I think, yeah, I guess he did. Like, we get along great, you know. It's just, uh, yeah. I just, I got that vibe also at the beginning too, and I didn't feel, I, you know, so for, for whatever that's, it's that's worth. The thing, I think, I think if he clowns you, that means he likes you. That and that's yeah. sometimes like how it goes with uh, certain relationships. Like, I kind of feel the same way. The people I joke around with and kind of make fun of the most are the people that I love the most. So yeah, exactly. If you if you're comfortable with someone, you know, you'll right. be like that a bit more. Right, exactly. Well, Richard, again, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Everyone give him a follow at True Richard King. Check out the YouTube channel. It's all down there in the, the description and the link below. Richard, thank you again for joining us. Guys, we'll be right back here on the Spotlight. <laughs>